0: What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo, and we're back with Trusting Jesus Ministries. Man, we are going through the book of Genesis, and I hope that you have been, man, finding some some good stuff in this book. It has been good for me. And we are on Sarah now. We got got, uh, the incident with the men and Abraham talking with them, making a meal, cooking it up and stuff for them, whipping it through. And now, They ask where Sarah. So we went on the part with Sarah. And then after that, we're going to be on even further to um, Sodom and Gomorrah. So this is actually a pretty intense time in the book of Genesis, man. I've been excited to go through this. It's not something um, that I want to take for granted because it's like going back and looking at the books that you knew or the stories that you have heard, and then getting to uh, read them and study them as you're older uh, to see what they say truly is pretty fascinating. So I hope that you guys are finding the same joy in this as I am. Anyway, if you haven't checked it out, you got to read it. It's Genesis 18, 9 through 15. And uh, if you have, then we're going to go ahead and jump on into Waste No Time. Before we start, man, I just want to encourage you guys to check out the website, uh, look and see what it has to say. And uh, we got some good stuff, some good content that you can search, you look at, help you to grow in your faith and your study, not just daily Bible studies like we're doing here, which is awesome. But we've also got blogs that you can learn from particular things that's going on in the world or some crazy stuff on TV that you might see. Or also we have uh, more books that we study that I go through with my partner, man. So check those out, man. See what they have. And if you'd like to, if God is leading to, to go ahead and donate to help support us as we are getting ramped back up into our ministry as we're going into um these camping areas for the nomadic lifestyle to be able to share the gospel, hold chaplain services and reach the people for Christ in those areas. And that, all that stuff helps support us here at Trust in Jesus Ministry. So I appreciate you guys and all that you do. But now, without further ado, let's go and jump into it, man. So what is the author talking about in Genesis 18, 9 through 15? Well, what we got here is uh, the men, the angels the, and the Lord, the people who are here, asked Abraham, where's your wife at? And he said, uh, she's uh, in a tent, man. And so um, he said, well, your wife is going to have a child, man. This time next year, when I come back, surely she's going to have a child. And Sarah was listening and, and she thought to herself, this what well, I have pleasure again, as an old man. I mean, an old woman. She's like my husband's old. I'm old. Everybody old. I'm, and then the, the narrator says that she's not even like. Uh, uh, it's like a possibility for maybe Abraham. You know, he could still have uh, a way to produce a child, but he's like, but Sarah, she's like, no, it's impossible because uh it says that the way of woman has gone away from her. So she is it's impossible. She's in menopause, post menopause, I guess that would be. It's like there's there's no way she's going to have a child. And so in her side in her in her heart, it says she, she kind of chuckled to herself, kind of laughed. Ooh, but the God of all of, of all of hearing, the God of all hearing, the God of all seeing, he heard her. And uh he addressed Abraham about it. He's like, well, "What was that? It was did your wife laugh? Did, did she laugh saying to herself, how can I have a child at this age? He says, no, no, I'm going to double down on the promise. He says, surely, surely this time next year I will come back and Sarah will have a child, man. She will have a child. And his name is going to be Isak, which means to laugh. And then she, uh, he goes over there and she's listening still, obviously. And she's like, I didn't laugh, man. That wasn't me. I didn't laugh. And he said, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And with that, it was over with. It was done. It was over with, man. So what do we uh, what do we got here, man? I think it's pretty amazing. First off, that God is 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 conversating with these people with Abraham. We've seen him already do that as they've established like this meal for them to eat and hang out and talk, get ready to go. But God would commune with them. That's His desire is to be around to hang out with and uh, uh, and be able to enjoy His people, Sarah and Abraham. But God is always there for a reason, man. He has a specific purpose. And this purpose was to let them know that there is going to be a child. This promise whom they have been waiting for for ages is going to be fulfilled. And it's going to be fulfilled through a way in which it's impossible to do. So that way that the glory alone can only come from God. Sarah will have a child. When he gets back, Sarah will bear forth a son, and that son will be the, um, the nations. Sarah will have nations come out of her because of this. So this is awesome. Who is God in this story? Who is God in this, uh, um, this, this tale? Well, God is a God of possibilities. He's the God of all power, El Shaddai. We saw he came to him in the beginning of the chapter saying, I am El Shaddai, walk before me. He is El Shaddai, God Almighty, the omnipotent, powerful God. And that's who he is and he's going to demonstrate in this story. We also know he's the all-knowing God, that God knows our hearts because I'm not even sure through the reading of the text if it was even out loud that Sarah had laughed. It said that in her heart that she chuckled in her heart, and so God knew her heart, even though the outside might not have been seen. God knows our hearts, man. And sometimes He, he rebuked her. Of course, He told her. He said, "That no, you, you, why'd you say? Why'd you say that you uh, didn't didn't laugh? It's like, do you not believe that I can do this? Because." God himself says, Is there anything, is there nothing that the Lord could not do? Is there anything too wonderful? Is uh, even some of what the context might say. Uh, the word that, that's used there for impossible is actually could be used as wonderful or difficult. The word for difficult could actually be used as wonderful. And so, not as it's saying, Is anything too hard for God to do? But is there anything too marvelous? Or is there anything too wonderful for God to do? Man, God, the God of possibilities, but also bestows this knowledge upon his people. Because, man, isn't isn't that amazing that he would tell us and show us as well as uh, uh, let us be partakers in this wonderful knowledge that he has? What's it say about man? I think it's trust the word of God because Sarah knew these things. I said earlier, which I kind of digress a little bit, but I said earlier about the fact that God did uh, uh, talk to her. He, he made it known. He says, man, there's nothing too wonderful for me to do. Why did you laugh? It's, it's because Abraham had, Abraham had already talked, had been talked to about a child coming at that time next year. And we assume that Abraham had told her about these things. And so if that's the case, how come she didn't believe when it was stated again? Now, I know it's difficult to think, man, that being a woman past the time of childbearing and God saying that it's going to happen. That's powerful. That's powerful. And it's difficult as well to even comprehend or understand to allow yourself to be able to uh, hold on to that type of promise. But God said he was going to do it. And won't he do it? Won't he do it? And so, man, we are called to trust God in all these circumstances. When God speaks a word, then it will be fulfilled. What's so amazing is actually in the Hebrew, the word is Deber, and it can mean, it means word. But if you read in some translations in the NIV, when it translates that word, "word," Deber, they actually translate it as promise. It's because the word that God speaks is so strong, so sure, uh, uh, it's so powerful. It, it has the ability to do what it's going to do so much so that the translators translate it as promise rather than just a word. And so, I think in the same way, that's how we need to be thinking. And so, for our application, man, as we as we hear the word of God, as we as we see God speak a word, let us recognize it and know it as the fulfillment of a promise that he will make because his word does never come back void, never comes back void. Everything he says he will do will happen. The promises that he's made will be fulfilled. They will be achieved. And so today as you walk out, as you live, as you live, as you turn the the radio off or the CD player or the – I don't know why I'm talking about a radio or a CD player – But uh, your iPhone or whatever you listen to this on, it's like as you turn it off, think about the promise that God has made to you in his scriptures and believed they will be fulfilled. I appreciate you guys for listening and I will see you in the next episode.